0: Welcome to episode 26 of the Waterword Word podcast. I'm excited about this interview. I get to speak to Geneva. She's an R&B artist who is a singer and songwriter. Songs help us get through challenging times, and Geneva uses her work to address relationship issues. She's a wife and a mother of two, and she also hosts a family vlog on YouTube called The Watson Fam. Her goal is to see people follow their dreams. She believes that anyone can pursue their passion at any age, and she encourages more people to start taking the leap to follow their dreams no matter where they are in life. I want to thank those of you who've left me messages, posts, supported. I believe it confirms for me that you're inspired by the work, and I appreciate that. Enjoy this episode. I'm going to play her single, Ego. And then immediately following, you'll hear my conversation with Geneva. Bear with us. We had some connectivity issues due to inclement weather, but we got through it. And I believe you'll be inspired by what you hear. Thanks again for listening. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. Keep it coming, bro. Keep it coming. Trust me. I look forward to these podcasts on on a weekly basis, man.
1: Oh, I think it's kind of strange how you let yourself get caught up from a little attention. Mm-hmm. I try to make you feel secure, I don't give you no reason to even question. Yes, yeah, some guys they got eyes, but I always do you.
0: to start off by asking you about your musical influence. Tell listeners a little bit about your childhood and what you believe led you into your music career.
2: Yeah, so um, growing up as a kid, I, I was always around a lot of music, especially from my dad. So, you know you're Jamaican so you know all the all the music from back in the day like I grew up with a lot of roots music and um you know my family was very musical my uncle Sugar it, I'm sure you're familiar with him yeah and um I just remember when I was younger like watching my uncle perform at these like big concerts and stuff and just I was just like, I want to do that. You know, like, (laughs) I want to be a singer one day. Um, And I was around my cousins a lot. You know, we grew up in the Bronx. And my cousins were older than me. So when I was in elementary school, they were in, like, middle school, high school. So they were very much into, like, R&B and hip-hop. So they kind of introduced me to that world which was different from like all the reggae music that I grew up listening to and I just fell in love with R&B and hip-hop and um I just think it kind of stuck with me because that was kind of the era where I discovered it for myself where I was kind of like coming into my own mind and having my own taste in music and I think it's just stuck so you know it's, it's um definitely influenced the music that I make now. A lot of people tell me that my sound sounds very nostalgic and that's just because that's just my favorite era
3: of music, so.
0: And were your parents supportive of your musical journey?
2: Um... Yeah, I would say so for the most part. I mean, my dad definitely was. Like, he he always used to kind of push me to sing. Um, My mom, kind of, but not really. Like, (laughs) you met me in church, so obviously, like, she wanted me to, if I was going to use my voice, you know, use it doing gospel and, like, doing, you know, church music and stuff. So she wasn't really too fond of, like, me branching off into, like, secular music and you know that was a little a little hump that we had to overcome over time
3: and
0: obviously anyone who is who has african-american roots or sings african-american music if they say they started off singing at an early age i think most people naturally assume that okay she was raised in church or sang in the church choir what have you so
2: (laughs) yeah definitely. and I definitely I definitely did, but I was um you know, not even just a church though. like I was in my school choirs. I was always in like theater. I was in um you know doing like local talent shows, and like I had a music group back in high school with my friends, like, we had a little R&B group. So I was just always involved in music, like, in all aspects. Anywhere I had an opportunity to sing or perform, like, I would just do it.
0: And um, you mentioned your dad as being one of your musical influences. Could you tell us a little more about him and um, the music that... Was he a singer as well?
2: He wasn't a singer, but... He was, he was a DJ. So like, but this was his his DJ years was like, honestly, I think it was before I was born because I really don't remember him doing that. But I know that like he was very heavily involved in like the dub scene, like in the '80s. And um, you know, so I just always grew up hearing like so much music, and he was very much just always listening to music and to music. And he bought me my first CD when I was five, five or six. I think I was like five or six. But he would always buy me CDs. Like CDs I didn't even ask for. He would just gift me albums all the time. Like, you know, things that he thought I would like. So I got introduced to like R&B and through him as well, because he would just pick up random albums and give them to me. I had my little boom box in my bedroom when I was younger and I would just always pop in a CD and just like vibe out the music all the time. My dad was just always giving me music.
0: And we're going to discuss your EP Rule Number One. But could you walk listeners through what led to that EP? Were you doing um, singles here and there before that?
2: I didn't do anything. That was kind of like my very first That my first body of work. I was working at my job. I hated it. And I was like, you know, I don't know how much longer I can take like, hopping from job to job, staying at these jobs that I really don't care about when I'm missing out on my passion, you know? So, In 2016, I made a vow to myself, I was like, I don't care what my situation is, I'm just gonna do it. Like whatever little opportunity I can get to write something, I'm gonna write something, I'm gonna do it. Um, So that was when I went to the studio and started recording the songs for my EP. So everything that you hear on my EP from 2018 started like in 2016, it was, It was a long process for
0: me, but I got it done. I love the album. And, um, you know, we'll touch on it now and later about what the process was like. Uh, You're not just um, songwriting. Your songs speak to the good in relationships. And it speaks to some of the challenges in relationships as well. What inspired your songwriting?
2: Um, sometimes it's personal experiences, but most times I would say it's conversations that I have with my friends. Because when people listen to my music, because like you said, there's just so many different scenarios when you're listening to the lyrics, not everything really pertains to me, but I can translate stories pretty well. So like, you know, my I've I've been I've been with my husband for 15 years almost. So it hasn't really been like that much drama. (laughs) You know, I have friends who are single. I have friends who are in on and off relationships and I just pull their stories, you know,
3: into my lyrics.
0: And you made a commitment you indicated walked away from what good jobs um, probably career leading opportunities for most to follow your passion what about music pulled you you believe where it got to the point where you said i'm either doing this fully or i'm not doing it at all
2: i think it's just knowing that if I didn't at least make the effort to try to pursue it, it would always be a big regret. It would always be a big regret because music has been such a a big part of my life. And I feel like in my adult years, when I guess you could say, I kind of had to like grow up, (laughs) you know, like once I had kids and I started my family and stuff, it's like... It's expected. It was like it was expected of me to live a life that I didn't want. You know, like I went to school, I got my degree, I worked a whole bunch of jobs, I make good money. You know, but I was just so unhappy, and I'm like, I can't continue going each day being so unhappy like like this. Like it was really so true. Like. I, I don't think I've lasted more than a year at any job. And that's what, how I knew, like, it, it's just not for me, you know? Like, I, I just kept job hopping. Every every job I came in contact with, I had an issue with. <laughs> like, I just couldn't do it anymore. So I was like, you know what? I'm not trying to, you know, it's not to knock anyone who has a 9-to-5. Like, if you have a 9-to-5, that's fine. And I think, I think it's very important to note that if you do have a 9-to-5 and you are passionate about something keep that 9 to 5 to help you fund whatever it is that you're trying to do. Don't just quit your job. <laughs> you know, so um that's basically what I did like I I kind of had a plan and I was like I, I'm not doing this forever, but I'm going to take whatever money I can and put it towards my music and get this project out. But ultimately what really like kicked everything into gear was at the beginning of 2019. I had just gotten another job um, a couple months prior. They let me go. And after that, I was just like, okay, they let me go. I'm, I was like, I don't know what other, other sign I need <laughs> from the universe to, like, kick this into gear, you know? So when that happened, I just, like, made a commitment to myself. And I was like, no matter what, I have to, I have to keep going. And I have to be consistent because I don't have a choice now. Like, I don't have that stable income coming in where I could just slack and, you know, do whatever. I don't have a choice. I have
0: to make it work. You have songs that are in your spirit and you've... I don't know what your process is like. Uh, Could you walk listeners through what your songwriting process is like? Yeah,
3: the song process... For me,
2: be based on inspiration. Like, I just have to be inspired to write. Um, there's been so many where I'll be like, like, okay, productive, like, X amount of time, right, and do this and that. And I'll sit there to do a beat over and over because I'm forcing it and be taking a trip to the grocery store, I'm walking and like the lyrics just start popping in my head and then I got to jot it down on my phone. So it's like, my, I don't really have a set process. It's just whenever the inspiration sparks, I just try to take advantage of it.
0: And, you know, songwriting is a creative process. Um, you are dealing with melody, beats lyrics is mm-hmm. there a part of the process that appealed to you more than another, or a part that you found more natural than the next?
2: I when it comes to melodies, that's pretty easy for me. I don't know why I've been doing it since I was a kid. Like I can just make up a melody like like that that's not a challenge. Um, but the biggest challenge I would say was probably finding beats that I wanted because so many producers today and this isn't to knock like any of the producers out there but like so many of the producers today create beats that all sound the same and you know me and knowing the way that I write and like the influence of my music from like that 90s sound and whatnot I don't want every song to have that like trap soul type of You know, so just, like, trying to find, like, beats that I actually like, like, and I'm so particular with my beats. I mean, I have producers who email me and DM me every single day trying to send me beats, and I'm so particular with my beats, and that's been the hardest thing is to find something that, like, my ear really loves and that I feel like I can do it justice.
0: And the EP rule number one, it sounds like you had a synergy with the producer. I don't know how many producers, different producers you worked with, but the, the songs are cohesive. There's a certain unity. Um, did you feel that way about it? Is it a project you love some days and hate others? Or do you just...
2: You know what? <laughs> it's funny you say that because I... I absolutely cannot stand
3: listening to listen into that project
2: anymore. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, I, I think the reason why is because, like I said in the beginning, I initially started going on my music journey, like my solo music journey in 2016. So these are songs that have been playing for literally four years. So I'm just, like, over it and ready to, you know, push my new stuff out there. So, you know, I really do appreciate when people say they love the project and they love the sound. But honestly, with what I'm working on right now, it's so different because it's literally four years later. Like, my sound has changed. My voice has changed. My, like, you know... the Beats that you're gonna sound so much different, like that. But rule number one, I'm over it.
0: And obviously, the thing many artists have to deal with are the comparisons.
2: Everyone usually says, "I do sound like Olivia." Yeah, like I get that a lot. Um, and with the project itself. Okay released that it had sounding her I don't know if you're familiar with her but that her would have released pretty interesting um but yeah I mean the biggest comparison I've gotten though was Aaliyah but I think it's just because we have a very similar tone of voice like that soft type of voice you know but like I said she is one of my like biggest influences so you can definitely hear it in my music
0: and I'd love to talk about some of the tracks from uh, your baby, your EP, which
3: <laughs> you've grown
0: a little tired of, but I think <laughs> the world needs to hear it because it shows um, your songwriting ability. It shows your um, the wealth of information that you have about um, relationship-solving uh, type uh, subjects and. Nah seems to be uh like a woman empowerment theme i mean the 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 person yeah. is saying, I had enough, you got chance after chance, and that I imagine comes from discussions with your friends yeah
3: wow.
0: yeah yeah trust issues <laughs> trust issues trust what
2: issues yeah a lot of people what, what like inspired that one.
0: trust issues? <laughs>
2: Um, I would say probably, I mean, there was nothing in particular for that one, but I always hear the term trust issues come up a lot whenever I like read my horoscopes and stuff, because I'm a Scorpio and like Scorpios are known for having trust issues. So I just wrote like, kind of like how I would feel if I was in that situation. Mm.
0: So... <laughs> And obviously, I have to allow the writer of the songs to interpret. Um, But my sense of the song, To the Moon, is a couple who is dream building. But could you tell us what To the Moon was? That was my version of it.
2: That's a great version. I actually like (laughs) that so much better. Because Because, honestly, so many people come to me like, wanting to know the meaning behind to the moon and they think it's just so like the lyrics and they're just like, wow, this song really fair. There was no, like I just wrote it. (laughs) There was really no inspiration behind it. Like I just recall being up late one night, like this was a while back, like I had put the kids to bed and I was just up at like 3 a.m. And initially, To the Moon was a completely different melody, a completely different beat. It was a completely different sound. And I had written it at that time, and I recorded the original one, and I just didn't like it, so I scrapped it. And then, I want to say like a year later or so, I was just on YouTube randomly, and this beat popped up, and I was just like, so captivated by the beat. This time I wasn't searching for a beat; it just popped up, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, this beat!" So I was like, "Hmm, what would I write to this?" So I went through my um, my old like notebook where I used to write my lyrics and stuff, and then I found the lyrics for "To the Moon," original one, and then I just changed the melody. But there was no real inspiration behind To the Moon. I was just writing, just to write. I was up late. I was like, okay, it's nighttime. I can write about the moon. <laughs> you know, so.
0: Yeah, for me, that's a song that talks about a relationship that could go as far as both people wanted to. Um, you know, and again, the interpretation obviously is going to come from you, but I'm just telling you what I received. Um, when
2: Where, I, for me it's more it's it's a little more like sensual I feel like it's more more like you know like let me take you to this special place like this special place is intimacy like that's kind of what I draw from it but it's not super
0: deep. <laughs> hold you down and you speaks to me about commitment what is your inspiration for hold you down and you
2: those two songs i will definitely say were were personal like i definitely had my husband in mind when i when i wrote those you know um i think "Hold down is basically a song that's saying like you know whatever happens like i will always like you know be there for you i'm not just gonna dash you to the side just because you're on hard times or you know which i think is what should be required of every relationship you know like people put this narrative that the man is supposed to provide the man's supposed to do this the man's supposed to do that which i totally understand i get yeah but sometimes the men fall sometimes they you know and it's like just jump ship on your man because he can't provide anymore do so you just <laughs> say like I'm ending this with I'm leaving the ship because you're not getting what you're used to anymore you know so it's just a song about like the commitment aspect of a relationship like if I say that I'm going to be with you I
0: am going to be with you
2: till the very end
0: hey, there's um Grown Folk songs on the EP as well. (laughs) I mean, you have. (laughs) (laughs) So we touched on family and um, I know that your husband, as you've indicated, is very supportive. How has the journey been Mm -hmm. since you've devoted yourself full time to um, doing music? How is the I guess the entrepreneurial journey as compared to when you had that set nine to five that wasn't even the passion that you have now?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not easy. Like I would never tell anybody that it is, but I feel like that's, it's a journey. Like that's exactly what it is. Nobody, you know, just decides to launch something and it just, it just happens overnight, it takes work, it takes time, Um, but as far as my husband, like, he's just, he's been super supportive, you know, I think, ultimately, he just wants me to be happy, (laughs) so, you know, he's been fully supportive, and he helps me in any way that he can, like, he's my photographer, he's my videographer, like, you know, so he, he's definitely supportive, he sees the vision also, you know, like, he's my manager, so he's, all, like, we're both all in, and, and I'm so glad that I have him by my side helping me do it, because the music industry is such a crazy industry, and it's such a dirty industry, and, you know, knowing that I have him to kind of, like, he has my back, I know I'm in good hands. I know that he can, you know, try to scam me or do anything. You know.
0: And when one puts out what is your heart and your music and the lyrics that's your heart, we sometimes have no idea how far reaching it w- it, it is or it will go. And mm-hmm. I have been on your Instagram page, obviously, and I've seen the feedback, all positive and people are impacted positively with your music and your offering. Has anything surprised you about your influence so far? Has anything just blown your mind about how people have received your music and your talent?
2: Yeah, I, it's always crazy to me when I see the countries that people are streaming my music in because putting the project out, I never did it with the intention, like, oh, you know, this has got to be international or anything like that, you know, I just, you know, put it out just to put it out, but when I look at in my insights and I see that there's people literally all across the globe, just like streaming me, I'm like, me? How did you even find me? <laughs> you know, like, it's just, it blows my mind every time, every time, like, um, Brazil has shown me so much love, and I think, that mainly came from like whenever I would do covers that were like reggae songs. I had no idea that they were so in love with like Jamaica and reggae music and stuff. So I just got all these like (laughs) Brazilian fans who, you know, who love my music too. So it's been great. It's been great like seeing that. And it just gives me more motivation to keep going because I'm like, wow, I'm at such a small scale right now, but somehow I can still reach people across the globe. So like, what happens if I continue, you know, if I keep doing it, how much more reach am I going to get?
0: So, Is the music business as difficult as you heard before you got into it? Or is it, not as hard as people say
2: the music business itself is pretty hard to get into if you're trying to like if it's if it's you trying to get into a label or something like that yeah that's not the easiest thing to do however i feel like it's a lot easier today because we have social media so me being able to simply sing a cover on my Instagram or on my YouTube and like people being introduced to me that way simply through like browsing the explore page and seeing my video. Like, you know, it's definitely a lot easier to do it independently because of social media. So I truly don't aspire to sign to a major label. Like that's never really been the goal. Like, you know, I just want to grow independently and I feel like social media has already allowed me to do that.
0: We will return after a short break.
1: share you with another gotta share you with
0: quiet between projects as you mentioned earlier you do a lot of covers and i have my favorite amongst the covers you've done and you can probably tell um first name d last name d. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, the, 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 the should i that should i cover awesome um did you see do, did you see the recent one i did I
2: another saw, dennis brown cover For Bronx Narratives. I don't know if you saw that post, but. Oh, no, I did. Bronx Narratives. Yeah, if you go on Bronx Narratives um, on their YouTube channel, Uh I also was a part of their virtual event and I did um,
0: Revolution. Oh, nice. I gotta check that. Because I remember when you did Should I? I was just like, Geneva, could you do Money in the Pocket, But I can't get no love. And you're like, okay, I'll, you know. But that's cool. I'll check it out.
3: (laughs) And you do a lot of,
0: you do a lot of, um, (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know if it's 90s r&b i saw donnell jones i saw 112 um is that your music is that your era yeah okay
2: yes my era is is definitely like late 90s early 2000s that's kind of like the era i've just been stuck in but yeah that's that's my era <laughs>
3: okay.
0: i mean i'll tell anybody i think um male group for male group i think 112 singer for singer and i mean i'm by i think most people disagree but i think vocally each member in terms of that group i think that's the best all-around male r b group 112 singer for singer but that's just that's my opinion.
2: That's <laughs> interesting.
0: That's just my opinion. Cause you know, people mm. say boys, the Men has good harmony. But I'm talking each member vocally. I think one twelve. They were special.
2: That's true. Is there is there any is there any group where like all of them, same? I
0: can't think of where. I I know there. My these-
2: ultimate favorite male group though is Jodeci. Jodeci is like my my top number one male r&b group of all time because i feel like if it wasn't for them everybody else who came after wouldn't have came after like they really like set the tone for that new like hip-hop infused r&b music
0: sure like it was yeah and and so that's a good example and i think what i liked about jodeci is you had casey and jojo who sang well and did harmony and did double duty sometimes Mm -hmm. um and like you said the influence was far-reaching i just don't know if i've ever seen another group though like with all the guys who could sing lead and harmonize yeah i don't know it probably exists but i can't think of it outside of maybe some gospel i would
2: say boys to men
0: yeah boys to men yeah for sure for sure for sure, good <laughs> groups, um, good covers, excellent covers, and um, anything coming up that um, thank. And you, you've, you've told me about the Bronx narratives, and I'm gonna check that out. But are you continuing with the covers until the next album? Yeah,
2: so, so I was taking a little bit. Um, it was just so much going on in the world. <laughs> And I just felt like it would be very selfish of me to continue to sing like nothing's going on. You know, those are things I I felt the need I had to address, mm-hmm. and just out of respect for, you know, like Black Lives and like everything that was happening, I just kind of like paused and kind of been just taking a little break on social media. But um, I am getting back with the covers, but I'm also working on my second project, so I'm hoping um. I don't like to give exact dates because dates can change. And especially right now, we don't even know what's going on. <laughs> so, um, but I'm hoping by the fall, um, I'll have my next single out and video, hopefully. So,
0: and could you tell us about the single Ego?
2: Ego, yes so the single Ego was very much like Aaliyah inspired and I'm sure anyone who listens to it can hear that um and it was kind of like paying homage to her a little bit but the song itself is really about just kind of like when you're in a relationship and your partner kind of just has too much ego in certain situations that they really like take you for granted and not you know, maybe might not realize how easy it is for you to get someone else, you know? So it's like, don't forget, <laughs> you know, like it, it's basically talking in a woman's point of view. Like I look good. I can get someone else keep acting up, <laughs> you know? Like, don't forget that. <laughs> so that's kind of like the basis of the song.
0: And there is the nine to five career path now the rule number one ep a project um that's um, in preparation to come out is it a full-length project a new one yes okay how many songs already is it just starting the recording process how far along are you
2: yeah so all the songs aren't even complete yet um But I do have a few that are, which I'm going to start recording in August. And um, I'm going to be working on things for my next single that should be out hopefully in the fall. So I'm very excited about it because a lot of people have only heard my first project. And like I had mentioned before, I've grown so much since then. both lyrically, vocally and, and then the beats that I'm working with this time around. It's its what I, f- I truly feel like what I'm creating right now is something that like hasn't really been done in a long time.
0: So I'm very excited. <laughs> I didn't get to ask you, but this is because I'm an album junkie. On the EP Rule Number One, uh, which mm-hmm. song did you record first, and which song did you record
3: last?
2: So, the very first song was "Now," nah, which is track number one. That was done in two thousand sixteen. That was that was when I recorded that record. Um, and the very last song was "You." I basically put it. No, I'm lying. I didn't. You and Going Nowhere were the very last two, I would say. Because I wrote them around the same time, which was probably about two months before I dropped the EP.
3: So for those who
0: aren't familiar with the music business, we are often told um, by those who write on the music business that music is... um, what, 10% talent and 90% business. How was that for you when you learned that your heart, your passion was governed by so much bureaucracy and rules? And how was that for you?
2: To be honest, it was, I feel like it was something that had bothered me for a while because it seemed like, You know, like, you you keep trying and trying, and you're not really seeing any result, and you know that it has nothing to do with your talent. It has more so to do with your connections. And that is, unfortunately, how the music industry works. It's about connections. But, like I have mentioned before, I feel like social media has become such a really great place for me in reaching other people. I mean, I found really great producers from me posting my covers I've found you know really great engineers from like me posting my covers I've gotten a lot of like paid opportunities with shows from doing my covers like people finding me on Instagram and you know just randomly finding me on Instagram or maybe browsing SoundCloud and coming across my EP you know so I feel like it bothered me a lot in the beginning. But I'm kind of at a point right now where I really don't even care about the industry. Like, all I'm focused on right now is my own music path. Like, I'm not worried about (laughs) working in the industry or trying to get anybody to notice me. I'm just trying to cultivate my own people who enjoy the music I put out.
0: Have other artists reached out to you to write for them as well?
2: Um, I haven't had I haven't had any artists write out to me write to me for that, but I've had producers reach out to me, um, you know, looking to collab, um, you know, like shop around demos and things like that to the labels. So that's pretty cool and. I feel like I've met a lot of really great people on social media with like label connections and things like that. So yeah, so I mean it's social media is a good place. (laughs) It's a good place to get it on your own,
0: I should say. And I'm sure you and um quasi am I pronouncing it right? Quasi. (laughs) Have discussed from the I guess the management angle. The, the growing pains and what you have to do to get, you know, your, your name out there. I want to be around for the price is going up moment. Have you defined <laughs> when that moment is going to happen yet? <laughs>
2: I don't know what's going to be like the basis off of that moment, but I don't know. I just have a strong feeling that if I continue doing what I'm doing and, you know, once I release my new music, I think I'll get, I'll get there a lot faster than I thought that I would because I'm very confident in this second round, I should say. Like, it's, I've, I've grown so much in four years um, and I just feel really good about
0: it, so. <laughs> and talk to listeners about your family. I know you have the YouTube vlog, the Watson Fam. Tell us about mm-hmm. why you started that and what you enjoy about doing the vlog.
2: Yeah, so the kids have been begging us for a YouTube channel since forever. Like they just wanted a YouTube channel bad. You know, they're always watching these kids on YouTube and they wanted a YouTube channel so bad. So we just decided to do a family channel um where you know we can kind of give a little a little peek of like what it's like with us you know and i know i don't really show too much of my personality on social media or my home life on social media like i'm a pretty private person so i felt like starting the family channel would be a really good way for people to kind of see like what it's like You know, with me, and most people who come to my page really don't even know I have kids. So, you know, I think it's just a good insight so people can see, like, wow. wow she's really, like, <laughs> a singer and a mom and a wife, And she's, like, tough, you know, so it's it's been fun. We haven't uploaded videos in a while, and then quarantine kind of, like, hindered a lot of things that we had planned. But um, we do plan on creating new
0: content on that channel, so. Awesome. And Geneva, tell listeners where, obviously you have a following already, but for those who are listening now
3: who want (laughs) to
0: find your music, um, I was playing it, as I told you, um, for my niece today. And she says, "Um, is it on Apple? And I say, yeah, it's on Apple streaming. Yeah, Yeah. But do you want to just share your ways of contact, ways to follow, ways to find your music with
2: listeners? (laughs) Yes. Um, So you can find me on Instagram. It's Geneva, I-T-S-J-E-N-N-I-V-A. And um, my music is available on all streaming platforms. So if you have Apple, Spotify, Tidal, Google Play, it's on SoundCloud, YouTube, like you can find the entire project there. Any streaming platform is available,
0: and the same for booking. I imagine if someone wants to book you to sing at an event or to write for producers, that's the best way. Yeah,
2: to... they can um, like send me a DM on Instagram. Uh, my email is also in my Instagram too, so you can just email me directly from my page.
0: And your passion is to do music and you encourage more people to start taking the leap to follow their dreams. Now someone is listening who says, I'm not fulfilled doing what I'm doing now and I want to like Geneva take that leap. (laughs) What would you say to that person or persons?
2: I feel like if you don't try, you never know. You know, if you don't try you'll never know. I know The biggest issue for a lot of people is, well, how am I going to pay my bills? And how am I going to, you know, continue to sustain? And that's why I think it's very important to hold on to your job as long as you can and put money aside towards building whatever it is that you've been looking to build, whatever it is that you need to invest. Like, do all of that while you still have the funds available. Don't just, like, up and leave and quit and then, you know, um, I was pretty much working since i started since I started making music up until my project, like I was working that whole time. I was still at a job like the day that I released "Full number one, I was sitting at my desk at work. <laughs> like you know, I didn't just it wasn't you know just a, a decision that was this quick. it was it took a couple of years actually before I decided to leave it completely, so I think people need to learn that it's not an overnight process and you definitely have to have patience. But if you want to take the leap, then like start brainstorming now, like how to make your exit.
0: And there's a certain independence that you have from just working and marketing the way you do it now. Would you be tempted if a label came by and says Geneva? We want to sign you and give you an advance. Come join our team.
2: <laughs> no, no. And I know, like a lot of people think that's so crazy and not, but it's to me, it's just not worth it. because it's a product. You know, I have friends who are settled. We conversations like a lot of these people who come, who get signed. It's not because of the talent you know, but they can make them look the part and they can make them sound the part, you know? But I just feel like I come with too much. (laughs) Like, I write all my music, I I vocally arrange all my music. Like, if you look at some of your favorite songs right now, that's on the charts, that's out right now, and you look at the writer's credits, easily, it'll be at least, like, ten people. Ten people to write one song. (laughs) How much money do you... Think the artist is getting from that, and I write everything myself. I arrange everything myself, and I just can't see myself like giving all of that away to someone else to profit off of. I just can't do it.
0: What about publishing and copywriting? Um, how how was that to navigate the you know in terms of the business owning your yeah, I mean, product?
2: I definitely had to like do my due diligence and like do some research on it and stuff, but I do have publishing. Um, I do earn money from my streams. All of that goes to me, um, you know, and like my producers and stuff. And, um, yeah, I mean all my lyrics are copywritten. Like (laughs) I'm very, I'm very, um, serious about that (laughs) so you know and in a way I'm kind of glad that I waited this long because I feel like had I decided to pursue music at a younger age when I wanted to I wouldn't have been as business savvy and I probably would would have gotten screwed on a lot of things but you know now being older and just having more experience and like you know I definitely make sure that I have my ducks in a row like all the time
0: (laughs) when did you know that or when did you receive confirmation that you made the right decision to pursue your passion which is music
2: um i would probably say just like the opportunities i've gotten so far you know like i i don't speak on everything (laughs) but This year in particular, I mean, well, 2020 is just kind of like, it's crazy for the whole world. But there was a lot of things that I had lined up this year that I was like really, really excited about (laughs) that isn't happening anymore because of the COVID pandemic. But kind of stepping into that and knowing how I was able to kind of like manifest these people who see the potential and who, Want to help and you know, want to get me in front of bigger audiences and things like that. Um, that's kind of like an indication, like, all right, you know, I did something good because it's just way more potential for me following my passion versus if I was still sitting at the desk. Like, I just don't see, I would probably be just doing the same thing right now.
0: So. And finally, um, we're dealing as a society with a number of pandemics, COVID, mm-hmm. racism. What do you want listeners to get from music, generally speaking? And what do you hope for them to get from your new project that you're putting out? Um, so, I think that right now
2: in light of everything going on, there's a lot of healing that needs to be done. And I feel like even with like the music that we're listening to should make us feel good, you know, should make us um and kind of just like uplift us. And I will definitely say, I feel like this pandemic was a blessing in disguise for me because it changed, it really changed the direction of like where I thought I was going with my music, but this kind of like gave a much bigger inspiration for how I want to proceed moving forward and like in terms of like the lyrics that I'm writing and, you know, how I want people to feel when they're listening to me. So, you know, I, I think right now that's necessary. Um, so I'm very excited to dive into it.
0: So Geneva is an R&B singer and songwriter. Her first project rule number one is available on all streaming platforms. I'll put ways to follow her on uh, in my episode notes. Uh, Geneva, thank you so much for sharing and your, uh, your willingness to talk about your journey with <laughs> the listeners of the Water Word podcast. I'm proud of the work you've done so far and looking forward thank to the you. journey. Thank you so much for being a guest.
2: Thank you for having
3: me. <laughs>
1: Take it to the special place of mine, where it's just us in the night. Now it's time for you to undress me.